0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I didn't hear anything. Yeah, but my mic will catch it. Here we go. One, two, three, starting.
2: They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. the a whole burst to it. Toy steps to tackle. Runs left. 25, still his feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back,
0: number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback. He's going to throw. The fake is on, he's got a first down to the Bailey. Mike Jones needs the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl.
2: Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart.
1: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And we're not going to draw this one out. We're going to be bam, bam, get bam, get right to you. Mike, how you doing?
2: Bam, bam, as you said, Derek C. Apollo, D.C., as I call you. Man, let's get into what happened to the debacle yesterday at SoFi Stadium. I'm good out here, a lot of fog this morning, but I'm still in the fog and haze from that game yesterday. How about you, sir?
1: <laughs> you went so- Full out with every possible descriptor imaginable. Rams lose 27-24 in overtime. They were up 17-3 at halftime. They dominate the first half and then get dominated in the second half. It was ugly in so many ways. And yet, the Rams are still division champions. They left the Dortmund for the 49ers to play them again, maybe. And now they also leave Dortmund for a trip to Green Bay. So, not a great day, even though they get the division. I, I Mike, I, I got to tell you, there are a whole lot of things to talk about with this, and I think the best thing to do probably is get right away into the stats from the game, and then we'll break down the stories from there. How you feel about that? I totally agree. Let's do it. All right. So, here are the stats. And yet, I, when we read these stats off to you, I want to be clear on this. They... Don't tell the whole story, and I'll tell you why in a moment. First downs, Rams get 19, 49ers at 23, 23. 10 of 17 for the Rams on third down, 49ers are 9 of 14. That's awful. Total yards, 449 for the 49ers, 265 for the Rams, 67 plays for the Niners, 64 for the Rams at 6.7 yards per play to 4.1, yeah, ugly, 64 yards rushing for the Rams, 135 for the 49ers, passing yards, 201 for the Rams, 314 for the Niners, time sacked, the Rams were sacked, had suffered five sacks, Rams got three, two interceptions thrown each, Penalties. Rams were pretty clean, 3 for 15, six for, for the, 6 for 56 for the 49ers, time of possession, 36 minutes for the 49ers, 33 for the Rams. Okay, individual stats. Individual stats for the Rams. Well, Matt Stafford. He goes 21 32, 238 with three touchdowns, two interceptions. Garoppolo 23 32 as well. Well, 23 versus 21 23 for 316, one touchdown, two interceptions. Eli Mitchell for the 49ers, 21 carries. 85 yards. Deebo Samuel, four for 85. Sonny Michelle, 21 carries for 43 yards. That includes a 14 long. My gosh. Cam Akers had five carries th- for three yards. He just, it's not just him. Man. The, the Rams didn't have it. Receiving-wise, Cooper Cup seven catches, 118 yards. Beautiful 46-yard catch and a beautiful touchdown grab, by the way. Tyler Hedby, f- six for 55 f- for a uh, long of 24 Odell Beckham Jr. 2 for 18. Van Jefferson 2 for 31. They gotta get Beckham more involved, by the way. Jeez oh, peace. get him more involved. Over on the 49er side, Brandon Aiyuk, I you, six for one oh seven. Deebo Samuel four for ninety-five. And Juwan Jennings six for ninety-four. The kick return game, Brandon Powell had a nice return on um, on both kickoff and punt returns overall. Nice punt return in the first half. Let's see here. Eric Armstead for the 49ers, seven tackles, two and a half sacks. D.I. Jones, one sack. Fred Warner, half a sack. Arden Key, half a sack. Nick Bosa, half a sack. Twelve tackles from Dre Greenlaw. A bit of a dirty player. I'm going to point that out. Just wanted to say it. A'shaun Robinson with a sack. Vaughn Mill with a sack. And Troy Rieger with a sack. Let's see. Anything else specific there I want to get at? Okay. Now, the numbers overall show a domination by the 49ers, 449 to 265. But that doesn't even really say it because the Rams dominated most of the first half. That includes time of possession. So what that really says is how much the 49ers dominated the second half. It was a complete and total demolition, and it starts really with a couple play calls and the fact that the Rams, their offensive line just, I mean, I guess they i guess they packed their lunch and went home. Mike, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, the total domination and one of the big takeaways that we all and everyone can take away and has to take away is the 49ers got it done in the trenches. The thing what hurts the, the Rams, in my opinion, is simply this. When teams know that you're going to keep going empty backfield, and the thing that stood out to me with the Niners, they were getting home, as we're saying. That means getting to the quarterback, hurries and or sacks, tackles behind the line, all those things. They were able to do that pretty much without blitzing. They blitzed one or two times right at the end of regulation. And really kind of that was it. They were able to do and put pressure on with their front four. uh, We call it your front seven. uh, But in the trenches. And anytime you go on offense with a slash receiver at the running back position and run the ball down somebody's throat ten times in a row before you pass, you're letting the other team know we're getting ready to manhandle you. We did not have an answer for that. So those kind of things stand out very huge in my mind because when you're on defense and someone is just running down your throat, that's the worst place to be. And so it, it, it's just, you know, the, the, the Rams miss 19 tackles. You're just watching them miss tackles all over. A lot of it was because of that Debo Sanders kid. Uh, but they were just missing way too many tackles. And you can't win a game that gets down in the thick of things like it did yesterday. And, hey, they had a big lead, and then, uh-oh, because now you start not so much panicking, but you start playing tight. But, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, man. What what do you think?
1: I I think what frustrates me about the missing tackles is they, that defense was fresh cutting the second half. Typically, when teams are run at over and over again, you're so tired, you eventually start missing tackles. But they weren't there yet. They are missing tackles on that very first 49er drive, on that second 49er drive. You shouldn't be that tired yet. But the Rams throughout the year have had moments where they struggle to tackle. And you can't not tackle 49ers and expect to be okay. They're going to run you over. So missing tackles, big problem. I, I look at it also, too, and it's not just the tackles being missed, but the fact that you knew what they were going to do. So what adjustments are you making? What are you doing to change up? When the farmers came out and those first two drives ran all over you, what adjustments did you really make? They stopped the one time in that second half. That's right. pretty much it. you got a quarterback back there who's got a you know busted thumb, basically. You've got a team that's got ve- – you're very injured, and yet – you still lost that battle of the wills up front, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. There are no excuses for that. The Rams, even if the defense was not able to stop the Niners in the second half, they came in with a 14-point lead. So on the offensive side, where is your pride? Where is your flipping pride? How on earth are you going to let them push you around like they did as if your offensive line didn't matter? As if you didn't matter. That's embarrassing.
2: Well, it's so embarrassing. I'm looking at... We're flipping back a little bit back and forth to the Tampa Bay game. Out here, We, we, we are flipping between our game and the Tampa game. Flip on the Tampa game. And I'm watching Tom Brady, 44 years old, whatever he is. And I'm going, okay, man, their line cannot be that much better than ours. How come that guy goes back in the pocket... He doesn't even worry about anyone getting near him. He stands back there and looks this way, looks that way, steps up here. But with us, it's like nowhere to step up, nowhere to run. Sometimes Stafford is like, Staff, you had at least five, six, ten yards. Why did you try to throw it into the back of a guy and almost throw an interception? Do you remember that play? I mean, they're they're saying just
1: now that he hurt his toe in the game. It, it limited him him mobility-wise. That just came wow. out in the last 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, well, I, I know when he got up limping on the one play, and I was kind of like, come on, Stafford, what what happened? You know, picked up that big third down to uh, Jefferson. But it was like, what? And so I'm sure if I go back and play, oh, okay, maybe it looked like his toe got – that's what it was. That could have limited – okay. But then it, it it comes down to a lot of guys – like you just said, Groffalo, he shouldn't even really been playing out there with a big old, you know, whatever that was on his thumb, making errant throws, throwing us balls, and Jalen made a heck of a play. But there's a play I'm going to ask you, DC. Go. What do you was the pivotal point of the game?
1: Third and one, late in the second quarter. Third and one, the Rams went empty set. And it seems like every time they go empty set, it goes bad for them. So sure enough, third and one, sack, and they're pumping the football. You I mean to tell me you can't go third and one and find <laughs> a way to get that yard? With the, because that changes the entire momentum. The Foreigners eventually get their field goal. They eventually get that field goal, and they go into half with momentum. What if the Rams actually go down field and get a field goal of their own? Or even get a touchdown? They were in control at that point. So there were two points in that game where I felt like the Rams went too conservative. The first one being that play, third and one. You mean to tell me you weren't Sean McVay. You've got a playbook full of stuff you can go for on third and one. And you mean to tell me of all things you choose, you go empty, flipping, set, making yourself one-dimensional? At least go shotgun with the running back back there. No, let's go empty set. Every time you do this against the 49ers, they get you. Every time. I can go back to that Monday night game when they pulled that crap. Same thing. Anytime. I mean, the percentage of success in that empty set is hot garbage because teams know exactly what they're going to do, so they just send people and they go back. And sure enough, Stavrid gets a the sack. Then late in the game, the Rams have scored the touchdown. They they had made a stop before that, and they're faced with a chance to run out the clock. And they they basically got down to close to two minutes, and they they didn't go for it, man. And they punted ding, away. Ding ding ding. Those two ding, ding. times, your defense hadn't stopped them for much of the second half. You you're you're not doing anything. So offense, you got to step up and do something. But he he just went super conservative and I put I think in a lot of cases I think Sean McVay called a very good game in the first half. I think he called almost a perfect game in the first half. In the second half when the 49ers were starting to really hammer your line up front, what adjustments did you make to change that? What did you do? And then when it came down to it, of all the times to go ultra conservative on your play calling this time and, that's how you, and you know, but he deserves criticism for that. He does. And by the way, Sean McVay deserves credit. This team had lost four in a row. They got together, one five in a row to basically win the division. I you're not perfect, I get it, but you gotta take ownership of that. I know after the game he was irate, we gotta finish. We gotta finish. Yeah, you gotta finish. You put your team <laughs> in a bad position with your play calling. And it's the same mistake over and over again, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, hoping you're going to have a different result. You do the same thing over and over again, and you never have the result you want in these situations. So why on earth do you think that's okay? It just blows my mind, Mike. Yeah,
2: the the, the thing, and you're pointing out two of the big major ones that I'm I was thinking of as well. The major one is we get a turnover late. Jalen Ramsey makes a heck of a play. Bats the ball up somehow. Bats it to himself. Falls down. Get it. Now, he should have stayed in the end zone. Bring it out to the 20. But that's Jalen. He's going to try to bring it out. Nevertheless, we get the ball. And now we get the ball. It's down two minutes. All we need, Derek, is a first down. That's it. One first down, game over. What do we do? We mess around, mess around, mess around. And they showed Jalen Ramsey when we had the punt. And I'm going, yeah, man, this doesn't look good. And he just had that look like, are you kidding me? We got to go back out here on defense? And I'm thinking, yeah, that's just one of these things that next thing you know, something crazy happens. And sure enough, That, to me, was the turning point right there. At the end of the game, all you need is a first down, 10 yards. Let's get my three plays, and let's get this first, and call it a day. We're going to run the clock out. No. And then the other thing is, you mentioned it early, about getting Odell Beckham in the game. The thing I can't understand is, you have a quality receiver in Odell Beckham. He can go inside, he can go outside. Uh, You absolutely have probably one of the best slot dudes now in the game in Cooper Cuff. And you have an emergency kid in Jefferson. But yesterday, Higby was kind of like, to me, the go-to guy. And so we're running like deep outside routes. We're not really attacking the middle of the field. And that's all... Frisco did down the stretch. They started tacking the middle after they handed off the Debo at 20 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would run that deep in and tack the middle, tack the middle. They get behind Troy Reader. tack the middle. They would get number 11. He'd run that deep in on, on the corner, uh, R11, and just catch it. Boom, wide open and run after the catch. And I'm going, how come we don't take our receivers and do that? Odell Beckham showed you, man, hit him on a crossing route and he'll go turn it into a 40-yard game. So I can't figure out what that is, but to me, it was that possession that you talk about before half that swung momentum, like, okay, we got some momentum. And you could just see uh Shanahan going, that's all we needed. And I go, like, man, if these dudes, you know my history with these Niners. It's like they just I don't know, they got four leaf clovers in all their shoes. <laughs> but That, and then again, not at the end, and then the overtime, oh, we're going to try to get Odell Beckham in the game, and then you throw the ball behind him, he almost makes a great grab. Then you have him mashed up on a deep out, and you bounce the ball to him. Then you have him, he beats the dude, and you underthrow it, and you throw your hands up like, what? Like I was doing a back shoulder fade or something. No, man, I got this dude beat, just throw it deep. So... I need to ask you, what do you make out of Stafford and all these turnovers?
1: Well, I understood the first one. With the first interception, I mean, people were all upset. I think people wouldn't have been all upset had he hadn't made the mistakes he made before because that interception, deep, it was basically a punt. That's basically what it was. I got it. I understood it. But he's going to be hammered for it because... Of all mistakes he's made recently with interceptions. But uh, that's why they took that shot. I mean, if he gets picked off, oh well. I mean, it's going to be a punt. That's what happened. The second one... I don't understand the shot deep then. And I don't... Because they were getting at him left and right. They were getting at him... I mean, they, I mean the, the pass rush was all over him. And I, I think that they would m- been more conducive for a lot of quick stuff underneath. They had time. I know they didn't have a lot of time, but they still had time. It was only a field goal they needed to get, it was 27 24. So I'm sitting there thinking Cup has been open underneath all game, Jefferson's been open underneath all game. A bunch of quick outs, a bunch of quick ins, quick hits near the sideline, get get the 49ers in a position to what they've been doing to us. One of the things the 49 did earlier in the first game, and even at times last year in games, is they would get the ball out of Garoppolo's hands so fast that the Rams pass rush couldn't get to him. If you're in a position right now where you got to throw the football, and the 49 are coming, and they're beating your guys, doesn't it make sense they get some quick hits out of there, and again, we've talked about this numerous times. Where are their freaking screenplays at? They used to be early in McVeigh's tenure. They used to run a whole ton of screens, and now who are they run screens to? Higby, really? That's your guy? When you got all these athletes out there, your screens are to Higby. Do you got to do stuff to back off that rush a bit? you got to do things to make that defensive line. you got to keep them honest. And if you can't run the football, then the next best thing you can do is start using the sidelines, quick passes in and around. Go in the middle here and there. But the key, the key word being quick. Don't call plays that require a bunch of development. And then once you've been successful a couple times, then you take your shot. That's what seems to make sense to me. But they just didn't do it. And... You know, I so you got a fault on the play calling there, but then you gotta look at, okay, nonetheless, the O-line didn't do the job. When you're looking at say, I mean, check this out. This Corbett had a sixteen point one pass rating yesterday. Your guard, interior, a sixteen point one pass rating. That entire offensive line was mauled. Where were you? This is not the game to break down. You've been solid all year. How are you breaking down against mostly a four man rush right now? Their rushes are good, but they still got guys who are hurt. Don't tell me you can't adjust. Don't tell me you can't do your job. That's your job. It, it, it would be different if they were struggling in one area and they were okay in another area, but they couldn't run the football either. My gosh. Well, I what? think.
2: Yeah, but I think that's that's a result of not really sticking to it. And I'm like, as we talked about last year, those tunnel screens, okay, man, that's all we do is tunnel screens. This year, is we all we do is go empty backfield. Well, I saw literally Matt Stafford could have ran 10, probably 15 yards. He literally stopped and just tried to throw it. And it's like, Okay, Matt, are you afraid to go get 345 yards? Like, why would you stop running or kind of semi roll out? It's wide open. You don't have to just throw the ball. So, I'm not now starting to look at okay, the decision making, you know, staff is doing is kind of starting to puzzle me a little bit because wait a minute, the goal of the game is to move the chains. If I got to give up a little bit on my body, take a hit, slip over somebody, die for some yards, okay, this is kind of the day to do it. Now, maybe you're not doing it because you're like, hey, man, we're in the playoffs. Live to play another day. But you can't be in the house. And I'm I'm calling out all Rams season ticket holders right now. There's no way (laughs) Uh in the world. You're going to tell me, I'm looking at the 49er fans in the stadium with all the red. Where's the Where are the Rams ticket holders? Why are they selling their tickets to these dudes? Help me out with that, DC.
1: Oh, Lord, we were going to go there. And, you know, you know Tommy mentioned this also. He mentioned where, some, where the seats were on TV, the 100 section. Those are mostly tickets that are bought up. Um, buy ticket outlets. Well, someone's got to sell those tickets to those ticket outlets. They might not be season ticket holders. But, I mean, this is the 49 you got to expect them to bring, you know, easily 20, 30% down no matter what. Because on the day tickets release, you know they're going to buy their tickets up. But to be, you know, we're talking to guys like Sky and other, others, it was about a 50 50 split out there. It never should be a 50 50 split out there. Never. And yeah, I know what they're doing. A lot a lot of these fans what they do is they get these big games and they sell the receipts because they can oftentimes get a good chunk of their PSL money for next year from one game. A seller seats. I know that's what Tommy sells seats. Tommy though that would never have sold this seat.
2: Hashtag truth.
1: Okay. But he I know he sells some of his seats to make money because these freaking PSLs are Astronomically expensive, man. Yes. So, yes. I Has- part of me gets Double that, true. and so I think you know what you gotta look at. Look, look at next year's schedule. The Raiders come in. Niners come in. I believe. I think the Cowboys come in. Okay, those are three games right now that if you are if you are Rams fans, you I'm gonna challenge you, man. Don't sell these or not. If you're gonna sell them. Look, email us, message us on Twitter, and we'll try and connect you with other Rams fans who are looking. We'll put the word out because this is this should never happen. It, it put a black well, I, eye in the entire fan base yesterday.
2: Absolutely, it's embarrassing. I just know when we would play in Frisco, you might see a little corner of Ram fans. There was no way it was going to be predominantly Ram fans up in the Frisco old school candlestick park. And even at their new place, uh Levi Stadium, same thing. But when I'm looking on, I'm like and then for Matthew Stafford to say, "Yeah, we were having trouble hearing out there." What do you mean we having trouble hearing in our home stadium? Oh, I forgot. We weren't really playing at home.
1: And that that Sad. is embarrassing. these are these are the freaking San Francisco 49ers that should never be the case let me say it again that should never be the case and listen and, and there are many many great fans out there that we know never would have done that and i don't have a problem with fans selling seats to make up the loss but hey who are you, you selling get your to money
2: get your money but yeah man we gotta who yeah, are you selling to, to try- Try to sell them to neutral fan or at least Rams. No, fans. no, sell
1: the Rams fans. You, I mean, and you could – I mean, off, we got so many different Rams groups. All you gotta do is is mention this in, in some of these Rams groups, and somebody will buy your tickets. Seriously, somebody will buy your flipping tickets. Well, you need to make a big profit, okay? Well, do the best you can to make a profit. But listen, if if you're gonna make 200 bucks more from a 49 Irons fan, you just sold your team up the river, okay? Imagine how these Rams players felt walking on the field and seeing all that red and hearing yes. all that noise yesterday.
2: Right. Do you think
1: that hurt morale a little bit? I, it would hurt my morale. Okay. And, and imagine this how different would it have been if you had a legit home crowd with division title and the number two seed on the line? They're, they're number four seed yeah. now. Do you, the odds yes. of them having a second playoff game are. You need upsets of both Green Bay and Tampa Bay to, to host a playoff game after the cha- into the championship round. So th- that's embarrassing to me, Mike. That's that's completely embarrassing and uncalled for. And, so, and more than a couple people mentioned last night that you know this wouldn't happen in places like Denver. No. And I, I can't think Orange of his Crust, No, you know, and you of course, one, yeah. one dude, and he, and he later changed the story. He he mentioned it though. He said, "Well, this we never seen team takeovers in St. Louis." Yeah, we did. Stop, dude. We saw a team. <laughs> we now never in this particular situation, but you didn't say that. You said never happened. I man, I was there for a game where I saw Luckings fans take over. We saw Bears fans take over. We saw it happen, especially in those rough years. Especially those rough years. Okay, and that's not being critical of St. Louis. I'm saying especially in those rough years, so it, di- it did happen. But never in this situation. So our fan base took a black eye last night and into a well-deserved black eye. Dude, do You, I would have... Dude, you never used to see those Klondike commercials. What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> right? Like, what? I would have... There, there are some probably unholy things... And you know my faith <laughs> that I would have done <laughs> to go to that game yesterday. I would have given my left arm. Okay. I mean, there and to, to, to see that happen, people don't realize how fortunate they are, blessed they are to be able to have a team in this situation. We remember these Rams years when they were god-awful. And all of a sudden, we're taking it for granted. Don't do it. And you're going to say, well, that was never my intention. That's fine. That's fine. But, Hindsight 2020, look what happened. It's, it's embarrassing. Bottom line. Bottom line. Bottom line. All, all truth. There's all right. Hashtag truth and all truth. <laughs> truth, truth, and more truth. Okay, so uh, there are things to talk about here. And, you know, again, NFC West champs, congrats to the Rams of the championship, they they muscled together. They were, they were hurting at seven and four. The odds of the win division were nil. Okay, it's just a bittersweet game. Like, it, like, I got this email after the game, like almost immediately from the Rams saying, Rams are NFC West champs, go buy our stuff. Dude, I'm not feeling that right now because, yeah, great, you won the division, dude. You went all in this year to win a Super Bowl. I'm not, I, I'm happy that won the division, don't get me wrong. But let's not act like they won the Super Bowl, especially when you lost to your rival you've lost six times in a row to. I'm not feeling that. The bar is higher now, and I, that's problematic to me. Like, Dude, I, I'm not celebrating, and I don't think Sean McVay is celebrating either. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're glad they got the division, but do you think they're really all in the locker room going, yeah, we lost the 49ers again, but we won the division. woo Home playoff game. woo Do you think they're excited about that?
2: <laughs> no, they're not. Not at
1: all. I mean, I mean, if that was you, how would you, how would you be feeling if you were that safety in that situation? Come on, man. I, I,
2: I felt like that yesterday. I literally was here. Not that I was yelling and screaming, but I literally got a slight headache after the game was over because it was just like, are we? Did we just lose to these dudes? Like how? You're crushing them the first half, and then you start doing, I call it being silly. Oh, well, we don't care if we don't get first downs right now. Okay, we'll go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Oh, they scored. Oh, they scored again. Okay, we're still up by seven. Oh, we're in a game now. And then it's like, yeah, man, why? Why do this? Let's let's get off the – and Sean McVay, I know he has to know. Man, you know what? I'm not giving them another – crack at this let's get this first down and go home boys and that's when you got to get behind call time out tell you o-line guys we're putting this on you right now sony michelle we need you to start running over people o-line get off some blocks and let's go but when you start keep doing empty backfield and just i was just like man why are we giving these guys hope and then they get a stop, and the next thing you know, a big play here, big play there, and now scramble mode and in the end zone, and here we go. So, yeah, yeah no, there, there, there's no way they were celebrating when, again, I saw when Jalen, you know, Jalen Ramsey, they panned down the sideline after they didn't get that first down. and He just was like,
1: you got to cool. be kidding Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I would be ticked. All right, yeah. so everybody –
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You
1: need Indeed. Okay, so other news. And again, listen. They're <sighs> gonna those calls negative Nancy's. I'm calling this in. This was this was ugly. First half dominant, second half completely dominated, and you wind up losing to your rival for the sixth straight time. And I saw a meme yesterday that it, yesterday that it had a a picture of Sean McVay kind of power um, photoshopped onto a family, and he's like, "There's it's it's Kyle Shanahan's family, and it shows him being Kyle Shanahan's son." That was the meme. Cute, like you. This guy owns you right now, man. I Always. I would say also here the Rams took a major injury toll yesterday. Here we go, Leonard Floyd back. He's he should be okay. Van Jefferson hurt his shoulder. He should be okay. Darius Williams' shoulder waiting on further diagnosis. Taylor Rapp is in concussion protocol. That's important because guess what? Your other starting safety is. Jordan Fuller, and you know he's out for the season now with an ankle injury. He may require ankle surgery. Ouch. Matthew Stafford, toe injury. That's not expected to affect his status. And to make things worse, Ernest Jones with his ankle will still be on the IR for the week at minimum. Uh, McVeigh, this is all per Jordan Rodriguez of the Athletic. McVay says it if they make it into postseason, they'll there will be discussions about his return at that point. So the Rams did not leave this game healthy. They lose their their play caller in the defense of Jordan Fuller. They lose possibly Taylor Rabbies in concussion protocol. You couldn't you could be down both starting safeties against against a Cardinals team that likes to throw the football. Yikes. That's not good. Okay, one more thing. Sean McVay confirms again per Jordan Rodriguez that Kevin O'Connell, also from Tom Palsaro, has been um, requested to interview for the head coaching job in Denver, Mr. Ram's offensive coordinator. So, wow. What a day these last two days have been. Wow. So, other news... Any any reactions to all? That, like any reactions at all?
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting on O'Connell uh, transparency. My my son played San Diego State with Mister Kevin O'Connell. You know, decent uh, college uh, quarterback. I think he got in a camp or two uh, in the league or was with the New England, but he somehow, somewhat got out, went back to San Diego State and. Was helping out their coaching and he got on a fast track when he got to Cleveland. And he's somewhat been on a fast track ever since. The thing is, I don't understand. Again, do I don't want a guy to get a job? Absolutely. I just watched a guy named Brian Flores get let go after leading his team eight wins down the stretch. Has above 500 record. In three years in Miami, gets let go. I'm sure we'll hear something about wh- how did that happen. But yet Kevin O'Connell is literally writing what now is kind of this thing of oh man, he that's what we gotta get. You're going to go from one year being a quasi offensive coordinator to interviewing now for head jobs. Two. two? Okay, let's give him two. Uh That's like, wow, all these other qualified individuals and you're actually going to get to go to the table. But, you know, this is a quarterback driven league. And if they're going to stick with Drew Luck, then maybe you feel like, hey, this guy has a real good reputation for working with quarterbacks. I don't know. Uh, But obviously huge for him. I would be a little surprised uh, with that actually happening. Uh, But yeah, man. But that goes again. Let's just say he does leave. What does that now do for whatever role he's been playing in these years he's been here? You got more coaching change. I
1: you mean, know what I mean? So yeah, but he, guess that's going to happen. And there's probably some coaching change we're hoping for. Quite frankly, I'm, I'm unhappy with the job Raheem Morris has done. And if Brian Flores is not getting a new job this year, I would love it if the Rams got him. You know, so... I also look at, you know, we'll wait and see. The problem is the McVay coaching tree has been doing pretty good. Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, Taylor in Cincinnati, Est- Bram Brandon Staley in, in uh, Charger Land. I can't even Chargers. say L.A. with that. That's three guys that right. came through your system that are head coaches now, and they're successful. So, yeah. of course, your staff is going to get mooched off. Of, and just because he interviews doesn't mean he'll get the job. But I'm looking at, like you mentioned, Brian Flores. Brian Flores did a phenomenal job with a rebuilding team in Miami. They're on the cusp down there. They're probably one good draft away from being a serious contender. And they fire right. the guy? They had all these injuries this year. If they lost their freaking minds, that guy should be yeah. – they should be – Extending him, not firing him. So yeah. I'm wondering what yeah. happened there.
2: Right. Those guys that do that usually get an extension. Yeah. 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 So
1: yeah. something must have happened there. Why would you fire? Something, Matt, man.
2: Totally I don't right. know.
1: Matt Nagy, fired by the Bears. Their GM is sent packing too. Um, Mike Zimmer, fired from the Vikings after eight seasons. He'll, he'll find a job somewhere as defensive coordinator, if not a head coach. Probably defensive coordinator somewhere. And, of course, Brian Flores. The Giants GM, Dave Gettleman, who I, I am – sarcastically saying a huge fan of he is retiring and that leaves Joe judges which of the team unknown he's retiring uh, so we're going to see five teams oh no sorry six because Denver Denver file fired um the yesterday and that's their guy that if if Raheem Morris moves on please 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 that <coughs> I'm game for Brian Flores um He'll probably get a job, but if he doesn't get a job somewhere, please go get him. Same for Vic Fangio. If he if, go get him, these are guys who will make your defense better. I I, I I'm I know I'm on the I'm on the uh, I'm on the boat for this. I just don't think Raheem did a great job, dude. I just don't. I just look at all no, the- man. I, I was
2: looking. I was looking yesterday. This is game seventeen, right? You, you've played, Raheem, you've been a, a, a pretty big-time D.C., so I don't know if you're trying to run a scheme maybe that you're having to coach or you're not, I don't know. But all I know is you can't let them put a, a technically a receiver in the backfield. Now, this is the second time they did that this year. And let this dude just run all over you. Man, you know what? This is what you're not going to do. Niners, Jalen, Corners, Rap, you guys are about to go man now. I'm getting ready to stop all this running nonsense. You're not going to do that. Put him back there. I'm going to let tee off uh, Aaron and the rest of those dudes in the front. T off on this dude and tell him to get back outside at receiver where he belongs. He's not a running back. You don't want to take these licks, but you're going to dying defense. I'm like, why does this guy keep getting in this dying defense and getting gashed? I just can't figure it out that. Yeah, man, I'm not going to keep getting gassed. No, you might beat oh. me on something else, but you're not going to just keep running the ball. I just like, come on, man. Uh, I, I want to be fair to him.
1: play straight. I want to be fair to him. I think it's really difficult to have the same expectations on him based off the job that Brandon Staley did last year. Because let's be honest, the Rams have had less depth this year. Let's be honest. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 DC, no, 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 no. I beg your pardon, sir. Really, Raheem Morris has been a defensive coordinator a lot longer.
1: I get what you're saying. Uh, listen, I'm not saying he sh- You just heard me say he should be canned. I want him gone. Uh, sayonara, adios, re-referred, goodbye. Okay, I'm saying it's not... I don't think it's fair to hold him to the same standard that was set last year because your, p- your personnel. You let John Johnson go. You let Troy Hill go. True. I mean, those are True. guys, big dogs. Do you know how many problems Taylor Rapp had this year in that role? True. I mean, True. Darius Williams wasn't the same this year. So... I don't think it's fair to hold him to the same standard, but it doesn't mean you can't have a good standard. Instead of being a top-five defense, maybe you're a top-ten defense. But well, the biggest problem I, I had with him is his, his adjustments, Mike, adjustment, or the lack thereof.
2: My thing is, yeah, man, I'm not trying to hold you because, yeah, if you don't got the same horses, yeah, man, yeah, you're probably going to take third every race if you don't got the Kentucky Derby winner. You're taking third or fifth or whatever you're going to place in. I get that. My thing is part of this game is you have to make adjustments in your scheme. Now, the one thing we don't know, maybe you can't go to anything else because of the lack of depth or, you know, a guy's more banged up, even though he's out yeah. there on the field. I don't know.
1: Your but secondary got hurt. That's fair. Them,
2: I kept seeing them drop into this dime package that wasn't working. My thing is stay with your regular personnel and or because every time they took, I think it was Ayan Robinson out. They were taking someone out, and I would go every time they take that dude out, they just get gashed. So my thing is, yeah, we're not getting gashed on this run because that's embarrassing, running down your throat. That 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 takes some morale out of you when you know, like, oh man, here they come, and you don't have an answer for it. So that's my thing is throughout this season. I don't know if he's still trying to figure out the guys or if the guys are resistant because they did play in Staley's defense that seemed to do well for a lot of them. And, you know, maybe Raheem is trying to run more of the old school defense that they ran last year. I don't know, but it just wasn't working when it came down to making adjustments and we still got now the playoffs to go. So it'll be interesting.
1: I mean, you're looking at this, and uh, you know we're learning about all these inter- these uh, injuries to the secondary, and that may have affected your play calling. But if that's the case, what was what about before these guys got hurt, especially in the third quarter When you're and they were fresh, particularly that second drive where they yeah. ran on them ten times before that pass. Yeah, are you flipping serious? Uh, and it's you know what they're going to do. The 49ers, you, you know what they're going to do. You, you play them it twice a year. A They've had the same back. formula. They're like, yeah. yeah. They've had the same darn formula. Don't don't tell me they're throwing something new at you. Me and Tell Me, after all these years, you can't figure something out. Come on. Seriously.
2: There was a time where they showed uh, Kyle Shanahan. And I think we were still up. And McShawn McVay called a a timeout or something. He, like, looked across the field like, okay, okay, that's how we doing it, man. And it looked like he was like, man, I'm calling the dogs off. And so, to me, there's a competitive thing where I don't know that they're as tight as they were when they both were on the same squad in the first year or two. But Kyle Shanahan had a look on his face like, okay, man, I'm about to show you what we're going to do. And when that game was over, the way he was dapping his guys up, it was it was it was more like it was personal.
1: I think it is personal, you know? and
2: I was just like,
1: and I'm yeah, yeah, I'm not saying they're not friends or anything, but I think at the very worst, these guys want to beat each other. It matters to them, and I mean, if I'm Sean McVay right now, I am. It, I, we know this guy. This guy eats, sleeps, and drinks this stuff. You know he didn't sleep much last night. You know he didn't. You know he sat at home and thought third one, third one, third one, third one. And you know, like, the guy's haunted. Right. He's got something in his ear the whole time. It's the ghost right. of gen- week, eight, week 18. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we got to go. That
2: means something because those first scores, Sean McVay was literally in the end zone. An official mm-hmm. looked to go, hey, man, get back in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and those were great plays too, and that's a real shame. These, you know, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, these you know, these guys made some great plays this game, and Stafford made some throws that were that were a solid reminder of why they went and got them. and it was all yes. thrown away by that, that second throw half. To
2: Jefferson, oh my that gosh, third and, 10, mm-hmm. and he made that touchdown drop in to Cooper Cuff. Absolutely. I'm like, man, they can say what they want. Cooper Cuff can catch that rock.
1: Yep. Yep. Congratulations to him, by the way, triple crown winner for you know wide receivers this year. Most receptions, touchdowns, and yards nearly broke some records across the board. Congratulations to him. Um and I imagine how good this receiving core can be next year when Bobby Trees comes back. I mean that that's that's what you know we hope for. Okay, playoff slate this weekend. Let's make some calls, man. You ready to make some predictions? You ready? ready. Las Eddie. Vegas at Cincinnati. Oh, that's Las Vegas. You got Las
2: Vegas in Cincinnati in the cold. Oh, I do. I'm going with my homegrown Derek Carr
1: to get it done. All right. I'm taking Cincy. So let's keep track on this, okay? We'll yep. see who, who eats crow after <laughs> the game this weekend. All right. Buffalo at home to New England. Oh, New England. New England so at their, they're in Buffalo. New England. Okay, I'm taking Buffalo. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Bill
2: Belichick. He's going to pull okay. Rabbit out of his hat some way.
1: I'm taking Buffalo. All right. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay.
2: Philadelphia with the upset.
1: Oh, man. We're Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa. <laughs> I want Philly to win, by the way. Okay, I want Philly to win. So then they go to Green Bay. Okay. 49ers at Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> I think they've been all beating us. I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> <We've> been, <laughs> is there going to be one we agree on? Are you really? <laughs>
2: Take, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Dallas because you're home. I hope you are hitting that upstride. It looked like it. Uh, their defense is playing well, and I just think the 49ers put everything they had in beating us, and so I think they're going to be a little less ready emotionally and physically for a game on the road.
1: Uh, I think that given what the 49ers are doing right now, it's not going to matter. they just run these guys over. Um, Pittsburgh at Kansas City.
2: I can't take any more of Pittsburgh, Ben, bye-bye, KC all day okay, long. Okay,
1: finally we agree on one, KC. Yes. Finally. Okay, Rams in Arizona. I think we should save this one, I think, through later in the week. Yeah. And yeah, I reserve the save. right to check. We'll, we'll go back at these picks later in the week um, in case some injuries come out and so on and so forth. Um, right. But let's not make our Rams pick just yet. But I cannot believe – that in all these games here, the previous five games we disagree on four out of how of those five games. Wow! All right, that's it for us, folks. We got a big week planned. Bunny heads will be out on Wednesday morning, and we got two preview episodes coming uh, with our Cardinals guys, Ed Smith and Bo Brack. We'll be talking all Cardinals, and we'll also get hopefully have some injury updates, especially concerning Darius Williams and um, Tyler, Taylor Rapp. Those are big ones in the secondary. So here's hoping these guys are okay and can play. Uh, Darius Williams, they're waiting for a prognosis on that. We'll find out. Okay, any closing thoughts, Mike?
2: Hey, I'm looking for us to uh, do what we need to do, get our minds right, and bounce back. But we got to figure something out on that run because you got Kyler Murray, And that dude is going to run. He's going to run.
1: He's going to run, but that's a pass-rush game. they got to get in there and, and rush the passer. they got to control the clock. They better be able to run this weekend. They better be able to flip and run. Now, we saw the Seahawks do it with Rashad Penny yesterday. Can the Rams do it after what we saw this last weekend? I think they will. I think... They'll be. There's, I think these guys are gonna be so embarrassed at what we saw this last weekend. They're gonna come in, you know, like they've been shot with theroids, not literally, but that's how they're gonna come out. So, I love. It. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a great one. We're out of here. We're gone.